welcome wrestling fans to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And tonight we're coming to you live from Carroll High School before the Belmont and Carroll dual meet. Rex Burrow along with Dane Filling and uh, Dane, uh, big match tonight, big show tonight. Belmont coming in, um, currently undefeated. This is their last chance to see if they can finish with an undefeated season, and it's not going to be an easy one. No, it's not. This may be the toughest duel that they face all season, but we've been waiting 25 years since Tim Meyer's senior year to have another undefeated dual season, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Well, the uh, Haggard Sepner Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly is combined into uh, four different segments, the weigh-in period, the weigh-in section, the first period, second period, third period, and overtime, and uh, we're going to be joined tonight by a wonderful guest who uh, we've had on. He's like our second, he's a two-timer. He's the second, only person who's been on our show two times this year, but uh, so uh, Dane, why don't you give us a rundown here in the weigh-in section of what you got in store for us tonight. Well, uh, before we are joined by our special guest, Joe Caprino, we are going to talk a little bit about our, um, well, first, our next show, Rex, will be back at the Double Eagle, back home, and we'll be joined by Eric Myers, the head coach of the Jay County Patriots. And Eric, always a pleasure to have a conversation with about wrestling. Spent Friday night in Kokomo with him. He had several girls down at the Girls State Finals, and uh, he'll have plenty of stories to share about the ACAC and uh, plenty of insight after Monday night's sectional seating meeting. Can we put in a special request for the chicken enchiladas? Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, and tonight's first period, we'll talk about the AC and Belmont match, and then um, we'll talk about Belmont's match with Snyder last Thursday. And I'll give you a little bit of a recap on what happened at the girls' state finals in Kokomo. And then we'll talk about the, uh, the often-changed AC jet invite, which changed about three times, I think, by the time the snow and everything <clears> hit on Saturday. Friday night, and then we'll go into the second period with our special guest, Joe Caprino, who will um, really wants to talk about the changes that are coming to the IHSWCA Team State event, and um, in fact, more changes came out today, Rex, and we'll talk about all of those, and in the third period, we'll look at the ACAC seeds, as the seeding meeting was last night, and then we'll do the same with the Northeast 8 Conference as Belmont gets ready for Saturday's tournament at New Haven. And then in overtime, we'll talk about WZBD's very busy schedule for the rest of the week. And we will put Rex on the spot for podium pickers. And with that, we're going to have a uh, session here. Uh, A.J. Calvert has joined us, and he's going to read a couple of live spots for our sponsors that uh, we usually get read back to the studio. So welcome to the show, A.J. Thank you, Rex, and a pleasure to be here as always. Great match tonight, a lot of excitement in the air. Carol bring a great crowd here, a big crowd in Belmont. Their faith will be up here as well. It's been several years since Belmont has won a match in this gym, and I think tonight could be the night that Belmont gets it done. I th- what was it, D- day 96 was the last undefeated team? 95. 95. 95. So uh, let's see if they can get it done. One of our great new sponsors that's come on board for the rest of the year is O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're located at 928 South 13th Street in Decatur, right across from Scott's Grocery Store. And when you need parts... You better talk to O'Reilly because they've got six delivery drivers. They can get it to you in 30 minutes. 75% of the parts that, that they have, they'll get to you the same day. they got a huge distribution center. Uh, no issue at all getting your parts. They work on automobiles, farm equipment, heavy-duty equipment. And if you need paint, they can even do that too. Talk to Eddie Morrison in the back. They're parts professional. Been with them for 12 years now since they opened. Nobody does it better. You can find them at O'ReillyAuto.com on the website or O'Reilly Auto Parts Indicator on Facebook. That's O'Reilly's when you need parts. Also, one of our great sponsors is Cross Creek Golf Club. 
And Dennis Collins and I had a nice conversation today. If you'd like to listen to the radio auction on Thursday, there's going to be some items from Cross Creek that are going to go up for auction. You can get some good deals on some clothing and uh, a few others, some golf balls. So make sure that you tune in. Dennis is going to be in the pro shop on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from noon until 5. But what you should do is check Facebook and look them up on Facebook. If there's any changes to that schedule, you'll see it there. And Cross Creek this year will have 27 holes. It's going to be terrific. If you're looking for an outing for your group or organization, call Dennis, set it up. Gift certificates available. Also, you can work on getting your membership or your trail fee at Cross Creek. Talk to Dennis Collins. Give him a call at 724-4316. And with that, I'm turning it back over to you, Dane. With that, I'm going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us tonight. We'll be back with uh, the uh, first part of the weigh-ins right after this from our fine sponsors. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back to Haggard Sefton Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the W at Cross Creek. And tonight we're coming to you live from Carroll High School on the north side of Fort Wayne. Rex Brewer along with uh, Dane Filling and Dane. We're technically still a little short section of the weigh-in period, and we'll go right in the first period after that. So uh, what you got in the weigh-ins left over here? Well, we want to take a look at uh, tonight's match. I know you'll hear all about the action here on WZVD when we get over with our show. But um, a couple of crucial matchups tonight, Rex. I'm really looking forward to the 113 match. Carson Everett has been on fire. Um, I don't want to spoil it here for Mr. Caprino, but you got to watch out for that Peterson role. And he's hit it how many times, Rex, in the last two or three weeks? Technically, it's a full-blown Granby. It is a Granby into a Peterson role. Yeah. But uh, I think he's scored either four or five points on it in each of the last five matches that he's wrestled. Um, and he's going to be facing uh, potentially Ben Slofer, who's a freshman, 20-8, and eight, having a pretty good season. And that could be one of the key matches, I think, in tonight's matchup. Um, 
What was the last match that you wrestled, Joe? Uh, we wrestled Snyder last Tuesday, a week ago. Okay, so you saw Snyder on Tuesday, and, and Belmont saw them on Thursday, and I think they had almost identical scores between the two teams. Yeah, and I think we won about the same weight, same weight classes, too, from what I kind of uh, looked over. Okay. We, we got canceled on, on Saturday, so we haven't wrestled. Oh, okay. Saturday. Yes, because of the weather. So tell us a little bit about the 120-pounder, uh, Bryson Ely. Uh, Bryson Ely, he's a, uh, he came to Carroll this, uh, this fall. He's from Michigan. Um, was a two-time state qualifier up there in one of the smaller divisions, but he kind of came in. Our, we didn't know anything about him, and he uh, showed up, and he's telling the kids he's a pr- decent wrestler. And So we did a little research, and he was a pretty decent wrestler, and we had a little bit of uh, issues with uh, eligibility as far as transfer stuff, but we got that worked out uh, late December. So he's been uh, hitting our lineup since then. Very, very interesting and obviously nice to have somebody that moves in and, and shows up and says, hey, I know how to wrestle, and then you learn something about him, um, and he just kind of shows up. Uh, I've also got uh, 145 pounds circled. Evan Ulrich is a semi-state qualifier a year ago and has 24 wins already this year. Uh, that might be a tough match, Rex, for Garrett Manley, who's had a pretty decent season. But um, Well, Manley's a scrambler. I mean, he, he can fight his way. He's wrestled well against other guys uh, uh, give up a couple pins in some tough matches, but uh, he's he's always in the fight. And then uh, one of Carroll's best returning wrestlers, Joe uh, Scotty Saylor. Will we see him at 152 pounds or 160 tonight? Uh, probably 152. That's where he usually likes to wrestle. So um, he's been uh, had a few uh, hiccups early in the season, but uh, kind of motivated him a little more and uh, you know got him on the right track. He's been wrestling well since a couple hiccups early in the season. So we're kind of depending on him. He's uh, basically our only uh, senior in the lineup tonight. So, um, you know, we, we depend on him a lot. We have a little less of a senior class than we anticipated through the years, but he's been stepping it up as a leader and everything on the mat and off the mat. Definitely one of those guys you look for um, to show up at Banker's Life in, uh, in a couple weeks. And then I think the other big matchup that we are potentially looking at is at 195 pounds where Matt Lepper is 28-2 uh, and two according to my records, Rex, and he may very well be facing Caden Freak. And his three losses on the year. Yeah, that's. Uh, I looked at that as one of the matches. That depending if Caden uh, went uh, 82 or 95, I mean, it, I think you go for the stronger match right at that point. Yeah, and I think Belmont's best team is with Freed up, free up at 195, and and um, Kukulhan and Seifring down low. And uh, according to the seeds for the NE8 tournament, it looks like that's at least what we're going to have for the conference tournament, if not also for the state tournament as uh, everybody tries to juggle their weights and there's a lot of guys in that jay county sectional who are all trying to work around mason winter who is still undefeated and a three-time state placer and medalist and probably a fourth four-time state placer and uh, you've got blake hirely caden free christian somerset paul Ferru. all those guys are trying to find a way to win a regional title to avoid that death draw at semi-state and that's, uh, that's kind of what the game is all about right now. Another match uh, tonight. Uh, I did hear, I believe, that uh, Mason Myers did not make weight at 120. So they're going to have to do some juggling there. I do not know who Belmont's going to put in the lineup right now. I know Myers has been struggling a lot with his weight, depending on the date and uh, depending on how many days in between weigh-ins there are. Um, that's one of the things you've got to learn as a freshman. Uh, it's a little bit different than middle school, and you've got you've to stay disciplined. Luckily for Belmont, they've got some backups. They've got Pierce Hebel, who has a lot of experience, has been wrestling for a long time, and uh, Isaiah Smedley, who's a pretty exciting young wrestler. He's a sophomore, technically a 113-pounder, but somebody that if the weights can go right next year, 
would love to see Smedley in the lineup uh, for the whole season. It only took me four years to figure it out in high school, but uh, eventually you can get it figured out. And uh, it, it's just it's just discipline. I mean, if you have a little bit and you stay down, it's the yo-yo and that really kills you. So Rex, we want to take a look uh, real quickly at uh, Belmont's last couple matches. The last uh, over the last week, they so came technically out. Technically, we're in the first period now. We're in the first period we're now. We're in the first period. And uh, in front of you, have got the results from uh, Belmont and Adam Central. It was sixty to fourteen, Rex. Honestly, I don't think it was all that different than what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it was full lineup against full lineup. Uh, a couple of the highlights really started right out off 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 the bat for Belmont. Doby Litchfield comes in. Gavin Cook is a freshman with just three or four losses, and he pins Gavin Cook in the first period. And then on the heels of that, Calvin Farrote comes out and beats Caden Schaefer 4-2. That's a first-year varsity wrestler over a four-year varsity wrestler. Um, I thought a really sort of turning point for Farrote in his season as he's kind of been a 500 wrestler who's been in very close matches but hasn't been able to turn the, um, you know, to, to get over the hump in some of those matches. And after that win, I think you might see a little bit more confidence from Farrote. Um, looking through the other matches, I thought that Belmont was definitely favored uh, at 152, 160, at 170 pounds. Paul Farrote gets his revenge on Carter Seifring. I know that Farrote was up on Seifring last year in the duel, and then Seifring caught him in a cradle and pinned him. And then Caden Freet had a very solid win over Blake Hirely at 4-0. And once again, that kind of leaves Blake Hirely now in a, okay, where do I go? Do I sit behind winner and hope to ride him through? The problem is there you could draw Jake Lone, who's a, a, a former state medalist. Do you go up to 95 and avoid winner and stay behind Freet and maybe hope that you can beat him? And it's one of those things where it really doesn't matter what you do at sectional, it's what you do at regional. And, you know, you may get two more shots at Freak. Can he narrow the gap? I don't know. We know that Freak is a little bit light to be a 195-pounder, but he kind of has the body style and, the, and the, just the wrestling style to compete at that weight. We'll have to see. We'll have, we won't know until Monday night when those when those boys get seated. And once they're seated, that's where they're going to go. They can't change from there. And I know that uh, Joe and I talked before we got set up here tonight. Uh, Caden's weighing in 71, 72. I mean, he could have been 70-pounder all year and uh, looks really tough and would be a good 70-pounder. I know it's probably stronger for the team to be at 85 and 95, but, you know, at, at 70, he could have been, he, I think he's a state qualifier at 70 as well. Yeah, and it just, you know, it just depends. It depends on that draw. You've got Clayton Fielden. At 170 pounds, um, you know, uh, Southern Wells has some guys up there at that weight, too. I think Jed Perry's at 170 also, or is he at 160? Perry's at 70, and I believe that's Jacob Duncan at 70. He's pretty Yeah, solid. Duncan from Southern Wells is there, too. They've gone back and forth between 60 and 70 and 70 and 82, but Jacob Duncan only has one loss for Southern Wells also, and so does uh, Jed Perry. We'll talk about that in our ACAC seedings. Um, anything else, Rex, that you want to say about the belmont Adam Central match? No, I, I think when I looked at it, I thought uh, Adam Central would win four, maybe five, and uh, a couple of Belmont kids stepped up and uh, took the matches away from them. So Belmont, belmont wins uh, 11 of the 14. And then on Thursday night, Rex, I know you didn't make it, but AJ and I were there. Belmont knocks off Snyder 46-27. It was really nice to be back in Snyder's gym. I tell you what, Rex, a lot of memories, a lot of Saturdays, a lot of weeknight duels up there. All those regionals that Belmont wrestled in for all those years, it was nice to be back up there. It was a very competitive duel. Belmont jumped out to a pretty big lead, uh, but they, they they knocked Belmont in the jaw a couple of times, and uh, the Braves got back up and, and had a really good performance. I know we have to look back at the video. Alec Mowry had a one-point loss. There was some 
questioning on what the scoring was. But uh, everybody was in their match, and I thought I thought they did really well. Um, Carson Everett ended up losing to Emmanuel Ellis, who who placed at the Al Smith, but that was eleven to nine. Brady Esther looked good. We still. We may have to ask uh, Joe his opinion here because he's more familiar with Snyder than we are. But do we know where Bo Humphrey is? Is he going to be wrestling at sectional? I believe from everything I've heard, he is. But uh, you never know until you see him step on the mat. I mean, uh, they can they can seat him all they want. Uh, but same time, you got to make sure he, he steps on the scale on uh, Saturday morning in week and a half. Right, right. And, you know, Rex, I had one other thing I wanted to say about that match. We're, we talked earlier today about how long we were going to be before the varsity match starts because Belmont's only down to six JV wrestlers and the two girls. And there have been a lot of guys who have quit the team and haven't made it through the end of the year. And I really wanted to point out that Garrett Piper wrestled potentially his last match of his career as a varsity wrestler against Snyder, comes out, gets a minute pin. Um, and I just think it says a lot about a high school kid to come out for a team for four years, not have a varsity spot, be a part of the team, and not give up, and, and continue to, tr- cont- to contribute to his teammates and, and play a role on the team. You know, I think you're, I mean, you have to mention that. You have to bring it up. Uh, I think wrestling's a tough sport, and to go un- unsung, so to speak, is, is kind of a disappointment, but uh, you know you're, you're a bit player, you're a piece in a wheel, you're, you know what your, your part is and what your role in the, in the machine is. Yeah, and you know, when it comes down to it at the end of the year, at the banquet, he's going to have a state championship ring. Um, he's going to be involved in that. He's going to have those memories for forever. And, and just kudos to him. Um, I don't know if he'll get a match here tonight, but uh, just I, I was really happy to see that he got that varsity match and got that, got that win. And then on Friday, um, my wife and I and about two, uh, two dozen other Belmont fans were at Kokomo at the Memorial Gymnasium, really a cool venue for the girls' state finals Rex. And the girls wrestled great. They looked a little bit nervous as sophomores there, even though they had been there the year before. But uh, Andrea Hernandez gets a 13-second pin, Rex. I mean, she walked out there. She took two steps forward, grabbed the girl, threw her to the ground, held both arms up, and it was a pin. It was over. Uh, against the girl from Terre Haute South. And Trinity Coyne uh, did the exact same thing with her girl from Greenfield Central. Combined, the two girls only wrestled 46 seconds in the first round. Um, it was impressive. They come out to the semifinals, and Andrea just was not in the right position to uh, get a win against Jaren Strong, another girl from Terre Haute South. She gets pinned in the semifinals and ends up having to wrestle for third and fourth. But Trinity Coyne comes in. And there's just a lot of great wrestling. I was really impressed with, with the heart that I saw from some of these girls. But this Liberty Sutton girl from Logansport, she got fourth place at the regional. She lost twice to the girl from Heritage, Amber Hoy. And she comes out, and she, it was like she had no idea that Trinity had, had done so well and was ranked second or third in the state um, and really gave Trinity a dogfight. Trinity actually gets taken down. I'm trying to remember the score. I have to work my way back. Trinity got taken down with 20 seconds left in a headlock, but Trinity held the headlock herself. And after about five seconds, Sutton lost strength, and Coyne just torqued her over over and put her away with a four-point move to win the match. So it was was 2-1, I think, and it ended up 8-7 in the final. And all of a sudden, I looked at Sean and Brandon, 
and it was like, holy cow, she just won. Yeah, I, I was tuned into uh, Facebook Live. Uh, thanks for uh, Brandon Razzo and those guys put on Facebook Live. I was watching on, on the match, and uh, I was like, ah, she's, she's going to get beat here because you couldn't really see the score. Next you know, she just cranked a headlock over, and <laughs> she, she wins the match. So, Yeah, and, um, you know, Andrea was really upset that she didn't make the finals. I think she really thought that that's where she belonged. But she comes back out after some tears, and uh, one of, I think, the most special moments that I've seen in a long time, Rex, after Andrea lost and cried and came up to the stands, her mom couldn't console her. Her coaches couldn't console her. I tried to talk to her. She didn't want to talk to me. But I'll tell you what, when Bruce Timmy walked in and sat next to her and put, her, put his arm around her, they talked. And, and he talked to her, and, and whatever he said to her, her mood changed then. And she came back out for a third and fourth place match against the girl from Delta who she would already beaten. And she beats her 12-10 in a back-and-forth match. And I was just really proud that she didn't give up. She really thought she was going to make the finals. She didn't settle for fourth. She took that third-place medal. You know, that's uh, Bruce Team, the, the, uh, the mystic wizard of wrestling he is. Uh. And he served them as, as middle school assistant coach with Sean Farrow for all three years that those girls were in middle school. And just somebody that I think they really respect and uh, look up to. And then in the finals, Rex, you know, Trinity, I really thought she had a chance after the way she had wrestled the girl from Highland. Um, Leah Bishop, but she came out of the fog machine. She took off her her clothes. She had her singlet on. She walked out, and it just looked like Bishop was fired up for the match. And Trinity was trying to defend. She got hit with stalling 45 seconds in. Sean yelled at her. She had gotten ankle picked at regional twice and taken down. And so I think in her mind, she said, i got to keep my feet back. Well, all that did was make her stall. And once they hit her with the stalling warning, then Bishop went after her, took her straight to her back, and well, pinned her. they got caught in an over-and-under situation, and they, they pushed and pulled, and I thought Trinity might be able to power through it. I mean, a little technique there if you spin through on that, and you can make that a throw, but she goes right to her back, and I think you, you're right, kind of a little deer in headlights. Yeah, and I think Bishop had a little bit, she had a little bit more stature, a little bit more leverage on coin, and I think that was the end of the difference. But a great, a great <clears throat> set of tournaments. She finishes runner-up in both weekends to the state champion and she absolutely deserved second place in the state and uh, lots of good things to come trying i know joe we talked about last week trying to announce the new women's wrestling team when those two girls are seniors they're going to have i'm going to guarantee this they're going to have scholarship offers from both indiana tech and trying and both of those schools are going to want both of those girls to come together to wrestle in college hey joe i'm going to ask you a quick question with a school the size of carol do you What's your girls' wrestling program? Do you have a, a decent program? Just haven't got the backing behind it yet. Um, we haven't had really any girls come out for the team. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in this, a school this size, whether um, it's you want to be good at cooking, band, show choir, um, athletics. So I don't. We haven't had any girls come out. I don't know. I know in middle school, I think they've had a few, but they haven't come for the high school team. Um, it's obviously something that you know if we get some girls out. We're going to obviously push for them to do those types of events so um, we just haven't had that uh, that interest yet from the girls around here. I think one thing you need to do is get a video of um, Sarah Hildebrandt wrestling like she wrestled in the championship of the Rome tournament the other day and post that and watch these girls. They're, she is phenomenal. These girls are elite top athletes that I mean if you watch those freestyle matches I mean they're they're phenomenal. I mean watch her whole match for that and that, it, was, it was a great match. Yeah. Well, we, uh, it, there's one girl that, that uh, qualified for the state finals in Indiana history, and I sat in the chair against her. So I, I know how good well, those Kayla girls Miracle, be. she's yeah. pretty tough, too. Yeah, yeah. I got to coach against her at the state finals. That was a, that was a lot of fun when you have 10,000 people 
rooting pretty much against your kid. <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone's watching that match, first match of the night on Friday night. Uh, there, there's some nerves on both my side and even our kid's side that uh, I know he he was a little exhausted, you know, just mentally from the whole week after he got the draw and everything that, you know, that, there's, that's that's tough, wrestling a gr- girls of those cal- that caliber on that kind of stage too. Yep. Now, Rex, uh, South Adams was supposed to go to Garrett on Saturday. That uh, tournament got canceled, and uh, we found out today or yesterday, actually, luckily for Garrett's head coach, Nick Krause, he ended up becoming a father on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. The wife uh, went into labor and, and um we congratulate him on the birth of his child, but uh, very premature and uh, in the hospital. But uh, it sounds like, supposedly, that Saturday's cancellation sort of helped him uh, out because she needed to driven to the hospital or whatever, had medical complications. And had the tournament been going on, she might have had a harder time getting to the hospital. So we, we, we well, thank the good Lord for the blessing that, that that's the way it ended up happening. One of my daughters was born on the day of a, a triple duel, and I called the AD and said, uh, I'm not going to be there because I've got a kid being born in about 10 minutes. So uh, I, missed, I missed a duel meet, a triple duel. That was Saturday. So Adam Central did wrestle in their jet invite. It ended up not being an individual tournament but a super duel. They beat Richmond 47-36, to but they end up wrestling the entire day without Caden Schaefer, Paul Ferrault, um, and uh, they're varsity 95 and 220 pounders. So some of these results aren't worth uh, going over. But they did lose to Cowan 48 to 31. They beat Parkway from Ohio 62 to 18. They beat Southwood 53 18. And they lose to Homestead 44 33 in a very similar score to the duel that they had wrestled them before that. So that finishes off our first period as we're going to head into the second period right after these messages. So I'm going to send it back to Steve Rouse from the board for us and we'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30 Monday through Saturday and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. 
Welcome back to the Hanger Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek, live tonight from Carroll High School, Rex Barola, along with Dane Filling, and we are now joined by our special guest, the webmaster of the NMMAT.com, Joe Caprino. Welcome to our show, Joe, again. Welcome. I'm first two-time, uh, two-time guest, so I, I guess I get, my name will go down in history. Two-timer. History of <laughs> this show, which is eight weeks old. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. I think this is week I, seven. I don't this remember. is week eight. I've oh, this is week eight. Sorry. I've been in 20, 25% of the episodes. That's true. <laughs> he absolutely has. So, uh, Rex, we brought Joe on tonight because there have been massive changes to the Team State Tournament that the Coaches Association puts on. Obviously, the Team State Tournament has played a big role in Adams County Wrestling over the last eight years uh, with Belmont and Adams Central. Belmont missed out on the first two years. Adams Central's been in all eight years, and I think South Adams has qualified either four or five of the eight years. And it's definitely something that's on our radar all the time, and we're talking about qualifications. But, um, Joe, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners exactly what the big changes that were announced two weeks ago were. Well, the changes, there have been changes to the changes. So uh, I got some word earlier today. It's not, I don't think it's set in the uh, stone tablets of the Coaches Association, but it is uh, pretty close. Um, they're going to run down to four classes now. Uh, they're kind of going to make a mega class, kind of like they do in, uh, in football. Any school with 2,000 or more students, which does include Carroll, is going to be in the 4A class. And that's going to be about 35-ish schools from my uh, quick calculations. That'll be in that class. And then there's going to be a 3A, which is going to be about 90 schools, which is going to basically be the old 3A, what we currently have. And then 1 and 2A, uh, they're, going to, they're going to have about nine, 85 to 90 schools also. They're going to be, have 12, actually, entries in this Team State Tournament. The 3 and 4A are going to have eight entries. So that's the big change as far as number of teams. Um, they're going to change a little bit of the way they're doing their um, – Selecting their top, the top teams, they're going to take the top three semi-state winners, and then the fourth semi-state winner, um, if they are in the top ten of the point scoring, will get an automatic bid, and then they're going to have three or four automatic bids based on points after that. So, so Dane, does that make your job tougher to seed those teams with an extra group in there? Well, I, I understand all the changes that they made, and one of the reasons that they did away with the absolute automatic semi-state qualifier is... Most likely because Fort Wayne is only going to have three or four, I don't remember how many, I'd have to look at it, three or four schools in the 4A tournament. So basically the, the, the logic is, well, you can't give an automatic qualifying spot to, you know, in a one in four chance. Um, but I think there was a reason that we went with the automatic qualifier from each semi-state to make sure that the whole state was represented. But... You know, if there's only 32 or 33 teams and you're bringing eight of them already, I think you do have to try to do your best to get the eight best teams there. We'll see again. We know we've heard rumors that Crown Point's going to be back in next year. I don't know if that's going to include Maryville. Um, but kind of interesting that they went with a hard number, Joe, of 2,000 students rather than a number of schools. I know 6A in football is 32 teams no matter what. Obviously, in football, we don't have anybody voluntarily moving up a class, but Cathedral and Modern Day have for several years moved up, although I guess Cathedral was always in 3A up until last year when they made some changes. But, um, you know, the only school sort of on the cusp right now, West Lafayette Harrison, we're looking at the enrollment numbers right now. They're at 1,979. <laughs> 
They're ranked 10th, 11th, 12th, so they're right now. This year they would be in contention for that spot anyways. Uh, they're probably hoping that they stay in 3A because they could win um, some matches in 3A. I don't know if they're going to be competitive enough ever to be at 4A. But uh, what do you think about that 4A class now, Joe? Well, when changes like this happen, I always have to look at them from two different angles. Number one, you know, how does this affect the state? Is this good for the state? Is this good for wrestling, period? Then I also look at it, you know, as, as far as, you know, how is this going to affect Carroll? Obviously, they have a pretty high vested interest here at Carroll. So, um, you know, I, I think it's good for the state. I think it's, you know, the two th- Indiana has such a wide variety of, of enrollments. Uh, you got, you know, Carmel 5200. And then even uh, the cutoff for 3A this past couple of years was about 11, 1200. So um, that's a pretty big, I mean, you're looking at schools four times size. Uh, that you're wrestling up against. That's a lot of kids more that Carmel or Carroll or, you know, any of the schools, you know, Warren Central with 3,800 have to choose from. So, you know, as far as Carroll goes, I know it's going to be a little bit harder and a little bit different to, uh, you know, for us to qualify. We're going to go from pretty much being a little bit of a favorite every year to, for the 3A out of Fort Wayne to maybe being a little bit on the bubble, and which that's going to affect our schedule. So we're going to have to once we get to that point, I know this year we have a lot of juniors in our lineup, so we we should, you know, underclassmen, we only have one or two seniors, so that's going to help us get a bid next year. But after next year, we're going to have eight to ten seniors in the lineup, so it's going to be hard for us to qualify just with that number of seniors. So we're going to have to look and see what we can do as far as, you know, our scheduling and things like that to, to you know, get the best competition and if we don't, aren't getting in the team state. So, Dane, uh, what, what are the dates that they've decided on? I know that was up in the air, and it's kind of landed on an odd date this year. Well, you know, last year there was a discussion <coughs> on whether or not the tournament should be on, or I guess this season, on whether it should be on January 4th or on January 11th, and that was because with the leap year and the corresponding dates, next year's tournament then, if we stick with the January 4th weekend, becomes January 2nd, and then in 2022 it becomes January 1st, and then we actually have two state championships in 2022 because it comes again on December 31st. So right now, the prevailing wisdom would be to move it forward to January 9th, except the Coliseum is not available on that date. So we have a problem. So right now, from what I understand after having a conversation with J.D. Minch on Friday in Kokomo, we're going to be wrestling Team State on January 2nd at the Coliseum. And if somebody thinks that that's too close to their holiday tournament, they're going to have to make a choice. Yep. And I will tell you what, Rex, there's already conversation with the Belmont coaches. If we're wrestling Mishawaka on, Jan- or on December 29th and 30th, two days rest, and then team state, we may have to look for a different holiday tournament. You know, that's a gut breaker, you know, wrestle that kind of a tournament to really go into the meat grinder and then come out and, and try and compete at your state level. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did that a few years ago, uh, about five or six years ago. We had Al Smith, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you had uh, Team State on Saturday. And that was a, that was a, that was a rough week. <laughs> Your kids are taking probably about 75% of their losses in that, 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 first, that one week. Yeah, and I know that, you know, um, it, it may come down to those holiday tournaments may realize that they may need to adjust their dates because they're already going midweek. Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe they move it to Monday, Tuesday, and give an extra day because what's really the difference in, in, in those types of things. So I don't know. You may This year was the 28th and the 29th. Why can't it be 28th and 29th next year? We will have to see. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things that until the IHSAA gives the tournament the respect that it deserves and that wrestling fans want, 
you're going to have these problems. And next year, maybe it won't be a problem. But this year, it, it probably is going to be a problem as we look forward. With that, I think the second period has come to an end, and we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running the board for us. We'll be back with uh, more wrestling talk in a third period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back to the Hagg- Haggard Sefton Hershey Zeld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And uh, once again, this week we're on the road. We're live from Carroll High School, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling. And Dane, a uh, good interview with uh, Joe Caprino, uh, lots of good information and a little insight to the Carroll match tonight as uh, he is one of their assistant coaches and uh, actually wears that color on his sleeve pretty proudly. And uh, He does. He likes being here, and he, he likes the direction that this program is headed. He's worked under multiple head coaches and uh, – does a really great job and you know the thing about the team state discussion rex is last year they implemented a rule that they don't classify the teams into a class until sectionals have been wrestled and they determine how many teams had more than seven wrestlers wrestling varsity and that change went it used to be you had to have more than 11 wrestling varsity um and now it's changed to just seven so uh, any team that only fields seven or fewer wrestlers is not going to be counted in the qualification. So that may fluctuate this year by 10 or 12, which may throw three or four teams who are projected to be in 2A into 3A, or two or three teams at the top who are going to go from 1A to 2A. So really it's going to come down to that um, midweek after sectional, you're going to see, okay, these are the teams at, at 2,000 or more, and then these are the remaining teams, and they're going to split them up into three classes, and then we'll know. Now, Belmont 
Absolutely right in the middle of 2A. That's not going to change. Adams Central and South Adams are going to be 1A. It's just a matter of where those other teams are going to fall as to who they compete with. You know, when he starts throwing around numbers of the big schools, you know, Carmel, 50, 200. I mean, the schools around us, we do not see that kind of size. What's a, what's a school with 5,000 kids in it look like? Well, I did my student teaching at Carmel, and I'll tell you what. When there's a fire drill, Rex, you <laughs> make sure you're careful because there's three stories. And if somebody trips and falls, it's a big deal. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, and, you know, it, it's the movement that we've had for 20 years in, in Indiana high school sports. And uh, you talk to some of the Belmont coaches who are now, you know, coaching at a school with just 600-some students. It's time for the IHSAA to make some more changes. You know, if you think about it, Rex, tennis, cross-country, track, they're all still one class. Yep. And Southern Wells is competing against... You know, the Muncie Centrals and the Deltas and Yorktowns and, and then the Carrolls and the Homesteads at Semi-State. And uh, and there are 180 students in our whole school. And I think you, you're going to get a lot more competition in those lower schools if they have the opportunity to have a little bit more success. You know, even at Belmont, Rex, 53 years of high school athletics at Belmont High School, Belmont boys have never won a track sectional. You know, and I think <laughs> of all the athletes that have gone through Decatur, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So... Uh, Rex, today, before we go to the uh, overtime period, we want to take a look at the seeds, which were announced last night. We're going to run through um, the top three seeds in each weight at the ACAC, and then we'll move on to where Belmont has been seeded at the NEA and Norwell, too. At 106 pounds, Silas Loshi is your number one seed. He's 21-2, and a freshman. Eddie Everett is the number two seed for Adam Central. And um, at uh, number three is Jaden Mamie from Jay County. At 113 pounds, Ethan Riley, a very impressive freshman for Jay County, is 26-3. and He's the top seed. Wyatt Corkwell, who Carson Everett just beat last week, is number two, and Aiden Cummings is number three. At 120 pounds, Jay County has another number one seed at Zach Atkins. He's a senior, 24-4. and Logan Allman is the two seed, 26-5, and the most wins in that bracket. And uh, Austin Lewis, a freshman from Bluffton, who has just three losses on the year will be the three seed. Landon Birch is at 126 pounds. A lot of question wrecks as to whether he'll be in, end up at being at 120 or 126. But for Saturday, I'm sorry, not Saturday, Rex, Friday, he will be at home ranked number one in his weight class. Gavin Cook from Adam Central is the two seed. Maverick Somerset, the three. At 132 pounds, Dylan Hernandez, who we saw lose, uh, I'm sorry, win one nothing over Calvin Farrow. Last week, he is the number one seed, Austin Hoy, whose sister placed at Girls State on Friday. He is the number two seed from Heritage. And number three, Caden Schaefer, who only wrestled once on Saturday, Rex. I don't know if he was ill or if he's struggling with weight. I know that Adam Central had a lot of guys out with uh, illness on Saturday. The number one seed again from Bluffton at 138 pounds is David Kahn. Jake Jackson from Adam Central is number two. And Chris Heinzelman, who used to wrestle at Bluffton but is now at Heritage, is the number three seed. South Adams' Connor Young is unseeded at that weight. Uh, William Feichter is the top at 145. Rex is absolutely stacked um, at 145 pounds. William Feichter is a senior, 30-1. and one, He's the one seed, followed by Alex Curry, who's 28-2. and two. He has a loss to Feichter at the ACAC duels. And A.J. Dahl is the number three seed there. Um, 
and I'm already getting a text from uh, a previous trivia question winner, Caleb Sprunger. He's telling us that Tristan, uh, that Birch is absolutely going to be at 126 pounds. Okay. For the sectional tournament, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Southern Wells is uh, the number one seed again at 152. Xavier Walden is a senior. He's at 20 and five. Dan Hershberger from Woodland is the two seed. Tyler Andrews the three. At 160 pounds, Jed Perry is 30 and one. He'll be the one seed. Followed by Jake Romer from Woodland, who's just a freshman at 14 and six. So that is definitely Perry's weight to win. At 170 pounds, Jacob Duncan, another one-loss wrestler from Southern Wells. And I tell you what, Rex, Southern Wells has a stud-loaded team like maybe the ACAC hasn't seen in 10 or 15 years. Um, they do not have a full team. They could not win the duels at any point in this season. But they may very well win this conference tournament. And if you look down the road, they are a threat to win regional. To, to compete at semi-state because of the way that their team is built. It's really exciting. Uh, love seeing Coach Landis' team. Paul Ferrot's the number two seed at 170 pounds, and Logan Deedle from Woodland is the number three. Um, South Adams forfeits at 172 pounds. Mason Winter is undefeated in your number one seed at 182 pounds, while Blake Hirely is the number two. Jacob Plattner is in the five spot for South Adams. At 195 pounds, Christian Somerset is the number one seed at 14 and three. He is followed by another Southern Wells wrestler in the top two at Cole Meeks, a senior who's 16 and eight. And Adam Central's Cody Lotzenheiser is uh, unseated. At 220 pounds, Cameron Farmer is the two seed, but Cooper Jacks from Jay County is the number one seed. Nick Stuber is seated third. And then uh, a big match a week ago between Carter Lewis and Ryan Thompson. Won by Carter Lewis and the ultimate tiebreaker. That gives him the number one spot. Clay Riddle from Heritage is the number two seed, and Ryan Thompson then is the three seed from Bluffton. So quickly jumping to the NE8. And uh, we're a little short on time here, so Rex, we'll just go through the Belmont seeds. Isaac Rubel is the number one seed at 106 pounds. At 113 pounds, Carson Everett has been seeded third. He will have a chance to beat Alan Maggard, hopefully, in the semifinals for a spot in the finals against Aiden Sprague. At 120 pounds, Preston Toysh suffered his first loss, um, I believe, by injury default. I believe he was knocked out of the tournament last weekend. He's the number one. Jacob Veach is the number two from Leo, a very good wrestler. And uh, Mason Myers finds himself in the 4-5 match with a match against Aiden Carner. Aiden Carter, another freshman from New Haven. So we look for Mason Myers, hopefully, to reach the semifinals <clears> there. And a, a um, third-place finish at 120 would not be a bad finish for Myers. At 126-pound, Dobie Litchfield is the two-seed of Darren Cool from Huntington North. At 132 pounds, you have Ian Heath, a state placer last year as the number one seed. Then Grant Owens from East Noble, who's 17-3. and three. And then Calvin Ferrote fi- falls in behind them, having lost to both the one and the two. Kyle Lawson's your number one seed at 138 pounds. Garrett Manley falls in at number four. Uh, he has lost to both Gage Shuckman and Ryan Sheets twice, I believe. And then he will wrestle Cameron Mason in the first round. Manley wrestled in last year's NE8 tournament and had a pretty good showing, won a couple of matches. So we look for him to better his position there. At 152 pounds, Cody McCune has just one loss. And uh, I think AJ would agree, having seen McCune several times, uh, he looks like a different wrestler. Um, than last year. He was a very good wrestler last year, but he looks to really have turned the corner, and I look for him to uh, compete at the semi-state level and uh, definitely be a state qualifier this year. 
Alec Mowry is the four seed. He has a winning record this year, eight and six at 160 pounds. Isaac Freet is the three seed. Belmont uh, also gets the three seed at 170 with Cardi, Carter Seifring and again with Henry Kukulhan at 182. You know, Henry just has that different body type than a lot of those guys are used to wrestling. He's very difficult to take down, very difficult to pin, um, and he's just kind of been resilient this year to an 8-4 and four record. Um, Sam Walker is the one seed. Very happy, I'm sure, Sam Walker is to see Caden Freet's name at 195 pounds. <laughs> Caden Freet comes in, Rex, in that 195-pound weight class. Uh, the two seed is Curtis Martin, not the running back for the Jets that we remember, but 7-8 uh, and eight junior from DeKalb gets, gets the two seed. Um, so a, a sort of a weaker weight class. Look for uh, Freet probably to pin his way into the finals and get the championship there. At 220, we have an undefeated wrestler, Kale Gray, who's ranked top five in the state by Indiana Matt. He's the one seed, Dominic Lee, 15-3. and three. But uh, Mason Murphy comes in. He's kind of in the sixth spot. He'll wrestle Ian Clifford, but he'll have a chance to win if he loses that match into the loser's bracket. And I really think that uh, if Mason wrestles his best, he's looking at probably a fourth or fifth place finish there and uh, really excited about what he's done this year. And then at 285 pounds, Dalton Robinson, great match last week, gets his first varsity win uh, that wasn't a forfeit, pins the AC wrestler, and uh, really excited about the confidence that he has. I think he will be competitive to win uh, a placement at the conference tournament and could really score some points for Belmont. Thanks for those updates, Dane. With that, we're going to send it back for our last break to Steve Rousler on the board for us. And we'll come back with uh, the overtime section right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Sale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. 
tonight coming to you live from Carroll High School as the Junior Varsity matches are going on right now. Uh, we're into our overtime period where Dane's going to talk about the schedule for the rest of the week. Podium pickers, dual meets for this week, and a, no trivia question this week, so we're going to take that section out. Yeah, well, we're getting real close to varsity action here, so we've got to speed it up here. AJ's going to be grabbing his headset from me. Uh, tonight we've got a very good dual meets across the state. We've got number 17 Belmont against number 20 Carroll. Bluffton is at Eastside tonight. A very interesting 1A duel, I think, the way those two teams match up. We also have a very good match between Perry Meridian and Brownsburg, two top ten teams in the state. And uh, Snyder's at Leo tonight. I'm looking forward to the result from that match. Tomorrow night we have Norwell at South Adams. I'll be there covering it for the Decatur Daily Democrat. And uh, another really interesting match, number four Columbia City at number two Garrett in 2A. Those two teams did not meet at the Team State Tournament. Um, and I know that both of those coaches will want to win that match. Then a Friday night duel between Brownsburg and Columbus East. Brownsburg really ramped up their schedule this week, this year in a lot of weeknight duels. And then back to Friday night ACAC action. I know as a kid, Rex, growing up, you would go to the ACAC on Friday night, and then you'd wake up the next morning and you'd go to watch the NHC tournament and really looking forward to being able to catch both of those. No, when you were a kid, here's how my schedule went. I refereed the Thursday night half of the SAC. I refereed the Friday night half of the ACAC, and then I went back and did the SAC championship on, on uh, Saturday. So that's how I did my weekend that weekend. Lots and lots of wrestling action to check out. If you can make both tournaments, absolutely do it. Um, also on Saturday, we have the SAC tournament and uh, the old TEC, the Tri-Eastern Conference um, Union City will be wrestling that, and we'll see Union City at sectional next week. On WZBD this week, Rex, there's a lot of action. Really excited. We've got Belmont and Carroll tonight. Earlier this morning on ACSN, I heard that we were going to go right into Purdue basketball, but then I heard on the way up here that we are going to go tape delay on Purdue for basketball tonight. So that's um, Purdue hosting Illinois. Tomorrow night, we've got uh, our good friend Randy Fudge hosting Hitcher Sports Weekly at 6 p.m. The Pacers are on the radio at 9 o'clock. And then on Thursday, my favorite action of the winter, better than wrestling, the radio auction. <laughs> 6 p.m., listen to Al Conversay and uh, get some deals. I know that Cross Creek's got some deals, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab those if I can. On Friday night, then, uh, we have basketball action. Bluffton at Adams Central for the boys. And then after the boys' game, I think on tape delay, we'll have Wisconsin at Purdue. And then if they can squeeze it in, I'm not sure what the schedule looks like, but the Pacers play on the West Coast at 10.30. And then on Saturday, uh, Rex, will you guys be on the air for the entire NE8 tournament or just the last two rounds? We're going to do the last two rounds. We're going to do semis and the finals, which include the consolation round. And the way they have those seated and with all the information that's out there, that first round sometimes uh, doesn't take a whole lot of time. They've got them separated pretty well. There's a lot of pins. And then look for semifinal and consolation semifinal action on Saturday at New Haven. The Pacers are on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. And then on Monday night, there's no Matt Painter show. The Boilermakers are going to be in New Jersey on Monday night as they get ready to face Rutgers on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we'll have our show at the Double Eagle at 6. Hopefully some chicken enchiladas beforehand, maybe at Maybe after also. I don't know. I tell you what, uh, come out and uh, enjoy the show. We are, our numbers have been growing for live uh, guests, live uh, participants in our audience. And we have our sound system set up a little bit better, and we're excited about that. And then we'll have Purdue at Rutgers at 8 o'clock on Tuesday. And then obviously next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, we'll have sectional action all day for you. 
Uh, it's a long day, but a lot of fun. Now the 20th, no, the 19th year, Rex, of uh, Belmont and Adams Central and South Adams wrestling at the Jay County section. All right. Our last section here, Rex, before we uh, switch over to our regular broadcast, last week you picked, you picked Belmont over Adams Central. Belmont over Snyder, you were correct in both of those. That puts your record now to 17-5 and five after six weeks. AJ stands at 3-1. and one. We may have to get our calculators out to figure out who has a better win percentage there. But I've got three picks for you to make this week, Rex. First off, I think the most competitive duel we've had on the radio all year. Are you going to pick Belmont or are you going to yeah, pick Carroll? You know, I think the Braves have, have stepped it up. Uh, Carroll's got a strong team this year. Belmont's got the strongest team they've had in a lot of uh, showings up here. And uh, by looking at JV, uh, Pierce Hebel comes out and gets a fall. Hernandez is in a good match, but gets caught and uh, is pinned. Austin Christner just wins by a fall. And uh, Luke Litchfield in a, in a tough match here uh, going on. The Braves' JV have uh, taken it to the uh, Chargers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Braves tonight. Okay, well we're gonna AJ's right here in front of us. We're gonna put him on the spot too. You want Belmont or Carroll tonight? He says Belmont. He says Belmont also. Okay, now Rex, even more interesting I think is the ACAC individual tournament. We know that Bluffton had the deepest, strongest dual meet lineup in December, but who walks away tomorrow? Is it Bluffton? Is it <coughs> Southern Wells with all their studs? Is it Adams Central, who's up and coming now? You know, South Adams has studs, too. I, I think the strength of the Southern Wells team that's going to pick up extra pinpoints, I think Southern Wells could win that tournament. Okay. And then do you think Belmont walks away with the uh, NE8 title on Saturday? I think they do. I think so. I think the seeds have shown that. I believe Columbia City has a very good chance at, at being competitive. Um, you know, if somebody from Belmont misses weight or we have an injury tonight, it could change things. But uh, it will be nice to see Belmont back on top of the NE8, both the dual meet and the individual tournament. Good deal. So, uh, Dane, uh, we've uh, completed all of our segments here. We've uh, made it through the overtime period. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running aboard for us. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors that help bring you wrestling on the radio. Uh, I'd like to thank all the people who come out to the Double Eagle each week and watch our show live, and it's becoming a kind of a rowdy atmosphere uh your aunts and your wife uh, are out there kind of leading the charge of the uh, the rowdies but uh good food specials good drink specials so come out and see our show live so with that we're going to thank everybody for tuning in this week and uh, stay tuned and listen to the belmont wrestling match coming up here also tune in and catch dane and i on the podcast off uh, gorilla radio on indianamat.com so with that rex brewer and dane filling signing off for the week and uh, stay with us as the belmont carol match starts shortly.